everybody, welcome back to the Making It Music podcast. I'm Heather, your host as always. A big shout out to the Dublin School of Music for giving us a bit of support during this time and being our sponsor. Hello, Craig. How are you doing? Uh, it is now when this podcast is going to be sent out there. It's going to be the 4th of May. So it's going to be the day before we find out what's happening with quarantine. And it's scary. People are, as I said last week, people are getting really annoyed. And we're kind of at this point where... Is it a light at the end of the tunnel or is it an incoming train? We, we really don't know at this point, but we just have to take it one day at a time and use this time to do something that you're, makes you feel inspired. You know, pick up painting that you never thought you were good at in the junior cert level, that your teacher told you you were never good at. Do it again, you know, sculpting, crafting, anything. I think we have enough runners though. I think that can be said. I think there's enough, enough 5Ks. There's enough 5Ks happening. But to a man who has built his career around those who inspire him, I'd like to introduce you all to Shane McCauley. Hello. Harry. That was like the best intro. That was, that was so professional. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I, like, I like giving the props to the people who deserve it, you know? Uh, Shane is the editor-in-chief of Sold Out Magazine, um, an independent publication and platform for Irish creatives uh, to support them and to showcase them. Uh, not only do you have your own magazine with Sold Out, which you can see in the back, back yeah, right there, I love that, uh, and, but no, you'll have your own podcast as well, which has over 71 episodes, which is incredible, and like really, really good stuff there. So hello, Shane, how are you? Oh, good. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, first question I want to ask you is just this whole... One thing that I've that I picked up through listening to your podcast and reading the the latest issue, I, like I have a physical copy of the sold out the oh, second issue, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I only have the issue.com version of your right, yeah, 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 great idea. The third issue of sold out is on issue.com, i s s u u dot com, and it's a really really easy way to read, really nicely laid out, and it's a fantastic magazine with some amazing interviews in that. So go check that out. One thing that I've noticed from reading your material from listening to your interviews is you're huge behind this do-it-yourself mentality, you know, mm. and the whole thing that the hip-hop scene in Ireland is such a do-it-yourself mentality. Were you hugely inspired by those, that by your audience? Is that what led you to open your own magazine and podcast? Um, yeah, it was, it was a mix of everything. Even uh, me, because I, 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 I'm doing graphic design in college, so even for sort of like just general creatives in Dublin, I just didn't really see like a magazine or, or anything that sort of reflected that in a way. Um, so it was really even kind of given a platform almost selfishly to like people like me, you know, that kind of way. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, literally. Um, so yeah, I think right now with like social media and everything, you don't really have any other choice than kind of doing it yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, you kind of do have to sort of make it like you're not going to be given any opportunity you know like to cut that kind of way without earning it first so um I, I just love hearing everybody else's stories and how they get to where they are right now and that's kind of like what kicks out then like the podcast side of things as well yeah you studied graphic design yourself what made you kind of start looking towards hip-hop like bringing your graphic design in towards hip-hop because a lot of the people you have on are from the irish hip-hop scene so what's yeah was hip-hop something that's always been, and the music, the Irish music scene always been something that's been close to your heart, as well as being a graphic designer? Um, yeah, it was kind of, a, I kind of discovered both of those things around the same time. Um, just like as I was leaving school, um, 
when I was like deciding what I wanted to do, I was getting really into graphic design, but then also at the same time, I just discovered like Kanye and like a couple of other rappers and just like went down this massive rabbit hole. So they both just kind of happened to coincide at the same time. And then I did issue one that summer um, just as like a passion project. And I didn't really like intend for it to go anywhere, but uh, I got it printed and stuff just to see what it, like the whole process would be like. Um, and a bunch of my friends were like, oh, like that, that's actually pretty cool. You should like do it again. So then I like with the second one, like there was barely any writing in the first issue or anything. The next one we took like a little bit more of a step, but then the third one as well is like such an even, I, I presume you've seen from, yeah, I've yeah. seen the, the progress all the way through. And one thing that I was really annoyed that I didn't get the chance to go and get the physical copy of was just in your last issue, the paper feel, it was just very professionally put together. And um, mm. there is a lot of thought behind this, but in this one especially, I can just, it, just by looking at it even online, you can feel the quality, you can feel the amount of time and effort has been put into the magazine. And especially even on the first page, you were like, this is the celebration this is uh, a platform, you know? And it just showed how much passion, how much effort, how much love went into this one magazine. And there's so many people involved in it. Yeah, literally. Fantastic. Um, Well, before I dive into kind of the podcast and everything, I'd like to do a little bit of a game on uh, making your music, okay? And it's called uh, This or That. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three artists or bands, you know, or collectives. I've kind of Mm. come up with a bit of a, a collaborative uh, theme. I like to pick a okay. theme for each guest, and since yourself yeah. is the man who collaborates and has built this amazing thing from collaborating, I decided to go for a collabor- collaborative theme with yourself. <laughs> so, first one I have for you, and no offense to either or, and one of this, it, uh, they're both Irish, okay? And you oh, might no. <laughs> know both of them. So, I want to say this to everybody don't be hating on Shane for who he picks. This is purely the first thing that comes to your head it is the gut instinct and you know what in five minutes you could change your mind most right. of the time that happens usually like, do yeah, yeah. Um, so i've got the first two for you two rap hip-hop legend groups okay wu-tang clan versus nwa oh probably wu-tang i would say nice okay yeah i'd say so and then I got two because I was thinking of you being a graphic designer and hip-hop i was thinking of someone who brings multiple different aspects into kind of their their art you know so i was mm. thinking of hip-hop artists who kind of bring in different elements you know so um a tribe called quest versus fujis oh i'd have a, a tribe called quest i'd say called quest. yeah I, I that's the thing that one was really hard for me i like I, yeah I, I do these all myself <laughs> I never do them. um last one i have for you and this is the irish one and this is whatever you pick it is not a slam yeah. against the other it's just the, the one that hits you so two labels that are very big in hip-hop at the moment in ireland softboy records versus diffusion lab oh um damn that is tough because yeah they're both um, excellent both excellent and like the boat like so different as well um i want to say like softboy just because you know it, it, it's kind of the group of lads doing it themselves and everything but that doesn't really detract away from like i know some of the guys over in the fusion lab and like you know the engineers the mixers everyone in there like they're doing amazing things and like yeah. like even the mix on on stride and the jafaris album is like yeah, better than some international releases like it's crazy so that doesn't detract from what they're doing at all exactly. obviously like you said 
brilliant. I hope you enjoyed that now. You're going to have a little <laughs> yeah. later. Um, but let's go into your podcast. So you started off this, this whole journey for you, the whole sold out journey for you started in September 2017. That was like the first issue. Yeah. Um, and then you waited until October to start your own podcast, October mm. 2018, then a year mm. later. So you said already that it was kind of the inspiration of wanting to find out where these artists kind of how they built themselves up. Yeah. And you had a few like really amazing artists to start with. You started off with JLOL uh, before mm. he even had the FIFA release. Uh, you had yeah. him on. You had Finch on before any of his yeah. stuff kicked off. Yeah. You had Mango and Mathman on before the Wheel Up EP. You kind of have your finger on the pulse. You, you, the first few interviewees you had were people who have really stepped up and taken off in the last few years. Were these people just that you were just listening to? Mm. You were just fans of the music? Yeah, I think with, with the podcast in general, even it was um, like we were kind of talking about with issue two, even there isn't too much writing. There's like one or two like little profile pieces. Um, but this was before I was familiar with sort of writing in any sort of like professional way or like even kind of building that network or building content for a blog or magazine. I, I didn't understand really at the time. But when we started like working on issue three, I think we were a little bit... Um, kind of wishful thinking that it would all happen a little bit sooner but the podcast was almost more uh sort of a means to kind of get someone like into the studio and like do an interview and I think the original idea might have even been like all of those interviews are going to end up in the magazine but then it kind of shifted and changed a couple of times its own thing yeah into its own thing um like even in the beginning I started with a, a friend that he does his own podcast now um Mikola if you look up like Monks in the Trunk um, he was on like those first five episodes or so um so like even like we were just constantly changing the format up and you know if it's the sort of thing as well where if anyone um like brian mcginnis shot the cover for this and he's hosted a couple of episodes with me as well like if anyone kind of shows like interest and like wants to help out like we always kind of like again kind of coming back to your collaborative point just like bring everyone in and stuff but um have i answered the question i'm not even sure if i've you, just you have you have no, i'm just my question now to you is how do you go about picking your interviewees? Mm. Um, it was a pretty like natural process at the start. Like um, I think Y axis. So like DTMD magician was like the first person I had. He was like one of the first people because I was really into like sneakers before um, like sort of doing this. Uh, and there were these like monthly events called the like, coffee and kicks. And I kind of met him through some mutual friends that I met at that. And he was one of the first sort of like influencer, bloggy type people that I'd really met. So he seemed like the appropriate sort of first guest to like try things out and everything like that. Um, and then we had like a, another mutual friend, Akil, which is kind of like the most sort of left field guest we've had on it. If, looking back, because he's like an engineer, but he's done like really interesting things. Like he went to uh, Tesla's like big facility over in like san francisco or something yes i remember that episode, like yeah. yeah um and then y-axis basically kind of kicked off then like the hip-hop trend because yeah. again that was like a mutual friend um and he was actually doing so well that he put me in contact then with like jlol and people like that so it kind of just started as like a network and then even as you say yeah it would usually be like the people that i gravitate towards or listen to um because and that's the kind of the the challenge now is pushing yourself outside of those comfort zones because you can't really just interview like not that you can't just interview people you don't like but um 
it's it's just tricky to kind of keep pushing and keep finding more and more and more because mm-hmm. at a certain point you're kind of like you know done 71 episodes it's like oh my god you're nearly like exhausted at the end of it yeah. you know so that's kind of the challenge at the moment is like still trying to kind of keep that finger on the pulse almost especially with yourselves um being kind of kind of gravitating towards the hip-hop scene you kind of have your people there who you can work with but then there's also so many like um photographers and stuff like that that you could pull up the ones who are like yeah. doing the shows and stuff like that um i think the biggest thing for for especially for us as interviewers is to as you said to push yourself out of your comfort zone and to interview those that you may not be able to interview as well like myself for you today absolutely <laughs> not at all <laughs> Because it's the thing, I, I, Oren O'Byrne, I had him on a little while ago. Um, he's from Metal, um, Metal for the Masses Overdrive.ie and was interviewing him and he's interviewed so many other people and then interviewing mm. you and you've interviewed so many people. It's the thing in your head. It's kind of like, ooh, am I, is, this a, is this a good thing? Yeah, it can yeah. be tricky sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And when you have people on the show who are discussing something that you might not be completely familiar with, like maybe fashion design or photography. And yeah. Like, I, that's two things that I would have no idea about. Um, yeah, no, I get you. The subset yeah. one was like that for me as well, yeah. because it's like the so, whole sort of subculture of like graffiti. I don't even know if they would identify what they do as graffiti or not. Um, yeah, it can be so easy to kind of say the wrong thing. And, you know, I, I think as long as like your intent is, is sort of coming from the right place, then they tend to understand. Yeah. And so you've recently just put, you posted up number 71 um, recently, and that was uh, yeah. actually an episode you recorded back in February. Yeah. Um, one I posted on my Instagram asking people for questions for yourself, and I think a lot of people were getting onto me being like, "Oh my God, sold out!" Woo! Like all the time. <laughs> and then one consistent question I had was, "Will there be any like live streams or any kind of podcasts like that coming from yourselves during this quarantine time if it's not lifted?" Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've I've done one with Y Axis just as like a little tester. I did that like a week or so ago. Um, just to see like because I'd never really used Instagram live at all um, but yeah definitely like I'm still sort of uh, flooded with like college essays and all at the moment but that'll be done like at the end of this week so definitely like would be down for it it's just like weird because you're so used to kind of making connections at like gigs and stuff and like mm-hmm. saying like you might bump into you know Finch or something that you mentioned earlier and like oh do you want to come on and it's almost weird to kind of reach out now I don't know electronically and sort yeah. of uh, I don't know you, you have this sense you don't know what everyone else is sort of doing right now but um, I presume everyone's sort of in the same boat they're all probably looking for a chat and you know that's the thing like all the people I've interviewed recently um, have been like yeah do you want to talk for longer and it's like, yeah, well, yeah, actually, yeah. I, I need to keep this under a certain amount of minutes and they're like oh, oh okay because like people just want someone to talk to to be honest so yeah. this is the perfect time for those zoom interviews yeah sure hit up and jay-z course, he might be bored you know i know right like of course for ours as well a lot of them would be like centered around like say gigs happening even and mm. stuff like that so that's kind of thrown out my like priority list of like maybe who i should get on next it kind of feels a bit like oh i don't know if anyone actually has anything to like promote or talk about or mm-hmm. but there is like um i know like maliki and stuff is dropping an ep i think it might be pretty soon um, so there definitely is a lot of cool stuff still to be like talking yeah, and about. Yeah, so many like live streams going up, and like Wheelands, we're doing that Courage series, and the other voices yeah. are doing, throwing up all the things. Like fantastic, fantastic stuff coming out now, which is brilliant. But bringing back to actually just what you said there about um, Finch in your most recent um, 
issue in issue number 30 mm. you have this great interview with finch where he talks about kind of his beginnings his beginning in germany and everything like that and one thing that really stuck out to me that he said was that he went when he went to secondary school he realized that there was no kind of one person that did one thing that there was yeah. no um not just people from like this side of germany could like play football there was people from like the positive yeah. sides of Rafarnum who were better players than him and so and i just wanted to ask you as someone who's interviewed so many different people from kind of the hip-hop industry and and outside of that but specifically the hip-hop industry do you believe that there is one type of person to do hip-hop mm. yeah that's um that's a that's like a really good question i just want to like uh clarify as well that finch interview i think dylan mangan did that one yeah. uh just in case people think like i'm claiming credit for that interview uh, yeah but uh yeah yeah but um yeah no like i think we're in an interesting space because obviously like you know historically you know hip-hop is, is kind of speaking for you know minority groups specifically sort of in america and everything like that but i don't know whether it's necessarily like a good or a bad thing that it's kind of opened up but if you do look at it possibly like positively um it sort of is this like really weird uh like mechanism for um sort of expression like like they're i'm currently like sort of trying to propose a thesis on um hip-hop album covers so if anyone out there like knows a lot about it or something definitely get on to me um but how like as a genre it kind of started in like the early 80s and now is like obviously the most popular genre in the world but even how like many different sub-genres there are like the way like little peep is like sort of like emo and yeah. then you have like um, I'm trying to think like, uh, you know, stuff like the Jay-Z and Linkin Park collab. And, you know, you just have all these like things that it touches all these different communities, even like obviously fashion and how it's kind of influenced everything else since as well. Um, I think it's in like the best sort of place it's ever been. But, uh, and, and obviously that means kind of now there definitely isn't just one type of person that can do it. Um, and like, I, I, I don't think it's going to be limited to like, just Americans or just people from the UK. I think eventually someone like Kojak or Jafaris or anyone could like break out. But um, yeah, it's just, it's such an interesting genre. I think that's why I always gravitated towards it. Um, you know, gone, it's just- It's gone huge. It's exploded over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. it's, it's everywhere now in Dublin. There's a huge hip hop scene that wasn't there before and it's fantastic to see. Exactly. Um, but one thing that I'm noticing now with so many hip hop artists coming out, like there's there's more and more every single week. Um, I I do some session work with Chris Cabs, and all I'm seeing is the amount of new people who are coming into a studio. Do you think that I? This is something that I believe that the the umbrella term of Irish hip hop is now too big. Um, there's way mm. too many people in it. There's. Do you think that we may be going in the direction of like Love London that we're gonna have to subcategorize our our hip-hop scene into like uh grime trap emo rap uh battle yeah, rap, yeah. jazz rap you know like yeah do you think we could be leaning towards that of kind of having to sub separate our yeah audience? probably like definitely and like you know it's hard to imagine we wouldn't be in maybe like five or ten years because you have like st like the stuff that mango Mathman is doing is so like bass heavy grimy and then you know the stuff that say like finch is doing is quite sort of boom boppy introspective and you could like, argue that kneecap is kind of the new gangster rap yeah you know like there's all these like weird things happening so i definitely feel like you know in five or ten years if it keeps on this trajectory you're definitely gonna have to start kind of being like all right well yeah especially even with like 
I was recently having a conversation with um, Oren, the guy who does the sound engineering for the podcast, about like even trap. Like we were trying to think is like, tr is trap even still like a thing that people are looking to do? Like a new artist starting out still doing trap? I don't know. Like it, it feels like it's it's been played out, but I don't know like where it's going to end up in, in a couple of years. We might all just swing back and start listening to like, like crazy punk bands or something again. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. There's, I, that's why I think it's so funny that um for so for such a long time the Irish scene was dominated by singer songwriters. You know, uh, a person yeah. with a guitar, and now it just seems that there's two genres that have absolutely exploded, and those two genres are hip hop and like the rock punk scene. So mm. you have like the likes of like Jafaris and um oh my god, the list is endless. Uh, yeah, bitch, literally. Like, just so many. You'd be all day. Like, yeah. You'd be all day going through them. And then it's the same with uh, the kind of the rock end. You've got Thumper. You've For got sure. uh, uh, Burn and Jane. You've all these like For sure. huge bands that are coming out now. And it's like. Without even mentioning Fontaine's like. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. And then I'm like, and it's almost like we've, we've gone completely the opposite direction in either sense. So we've gone mm. like totally funky or we've gone like totally rocky. It's like we, we wanted to escape that almost and have this new like fresh sound coming out and it's it's yeah. made off because those bands are doing incredibly well for themselves like all yeah for sure and um, I let's do another little game shall we yeah okay i'm gonna give you right a few subcategories of hip-hop right mm. and from your extensive extensive knowledge of the irish hip-hop scene you're going to try give a rapper or an artist to each subgenre, okay. I only have a mm. few, so don't worry. Okay, conscious rap. Oh, eh, I'd say Finch for that one. I'd yeah, say, I would say Finch, but then he was saying in his interview in the most recent, yeah, I know. He was like, I wouldn't consider myself, it's like, really, really? yeah, uh, yeah, no, definitely on Bucky's pens. Yeah, um, yeah. next one, Grime. Grime, I feel like the closest to that, and I've already sort of mentioned it, would be Mango Mathman. So I'm trying to think of maybe another one. I'm kind of struggling. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to go with them for that one. Yeah, okay. Um, any emo rappers among us, do you think? Um, I don't think I've listened. I don't think I've heard enough from here. I've heard of a few names, but I, I don't want to say them for fear that, because I haven't listened yet, that yeah. that might not be what they are. Um, I'm trying to think maybe the closest thing that I know. I'll give a shout out to Silent Ghost here, maybe. Uh, nice. That'd be close, yeah. Okay, next one I got for you. Uh, any rap rock coming up? Ooh. Um, I've I'm actually quite surprised that I there hasn't I haven't noticed that. Yeah. Um. I think someone who is doing some cool instrumental stuff like that would be Maliki, but it's it's not necessarily rock. I would say. Um, but definitely like along those lines. Um, yeah, I'm almost surprised that, especially because we were just talking about yeah, there is so such a big rock scene, and yeah, that's crazy. Well, there's um, I always say like to people, don't be afraid to expand outside of your scene. Um, one of the best musicals that have come out of Ireland in the last while is called Beat, and it was a mm. rap musical. Um, mm. And it's fantastic, and it's about this guy who is who uh, has addiction. Uh, three fantastic actors in it: Fintan Larney, Martha Breen, and the, this guy falls out of my head. Um, but when I was talking to Anna Rose of um, RT Pulse about that, she was saying that she because she works in with mostly hip hop artists, and she said she'd love to see more people 
more rappers expanding themselves into different genres besides hip hop that yeah. because you rap doesn't mean it has to be like with the kind of boom yeah exactly normal hip hop we're used to okay last one and then I'll leave you alone with all the games I just I'm just, I'm just so if I, no, no, this is good. no friends anymore I just miss all my games <laughs> um, I've, I already said it but gangster rap oh <laughs> Um, I mean, without going too literal, there's like the whole drill scene going on, which is pretty mad. Mm-hmm. Um, gangster rap. Hmm. Did you have someone written down for this? Um, I had kneecap originally. TPM was mm. also kind of going through my mind. And then mm. if you consider them, I guess it's kind of a, a piss take gangster rap you kind of see in verse times. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but it's kind of a long stretch when you kind of go to versatile. <laughs> I mean, like they did have Coolio on a track, so that is fair. they're probably certified. Mm. I was meant to be supporting him this day last week. Oh no way! Mm-hmm. I was so annoyed. I was this close. I was just gonna walk up to him and be like, "Hey." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coolio. Just, just to say Coolio to his face. I know, right? And That's actually hilarious. be his name. That'd be class. <laughs> I've that's, heard he's not supposed to be that nice, though. That's what I was worried about. I've heard but stories, I was just hoping yeah. if I just bounced off with my like <laughs> yeah, yeah. childlike enthusiasm, <laughs> maybe I could just defrost the frozen heart, <laughs> uh, or he just ignore me entirely. So maybe it's a good I thing. I know. because yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was like on Joe Rogan or something. He was on Fear Factor or something like yeah. that. You know, back in the day. So and he, he was saying, I don't know. I think he just smoked too much or something before coming on. Um, but I, I've heard, yeah, little whispers here and there. There's a, I think there's certain people within the hip hop scene who, after a point of kind of, they get to a point of popularity and then yeah. they lose what made them go into hip hop in the first place, you know? Yeah, yeah. And suddenly for they've sure. gone past that and it's now no longer gangster rap and it's basically frat boy. It's basically frat. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, after that. The kind of big question I want to ask you, and this is because it was Poetry Day yesterday. Today, technically, is. Uh, Friday, uh, the mm. time we're recording this interview yesterday was Poetry Day. And one thing that I noticed when I was reading the most recent issue was the, the mention of poetry in a, between a lot of your, a lot of your guests were mentioning yeah. poets and stuff like that and saying how they, like how they go about, about their lyrics and stuff like that. And like in, in your podcast as well, there's been plenty of people talking about it. But I, I'm a teacher myself and I have loads of students and when I talk to them about lyrics and stuff like that, they are unable to attach the idea of lyrics to poetry. Right. You know? And of course you probably know that like the earliest kind of mention of rap or rapping was spoken word with drum beats to emphasize beats and like kings and queen times, talking gestures here, you know? Yeah. Do you think that there is maybe something that can be done by the hip hop scene to show our younger generation that poetry is still a part of our lives you know it's still there yeah. because it's now to a beat doesn't mean it's not important doesn't mean we, we just throw it away as as something entirely yeah yeah definitely i i think like people definitely in, sort of inherently know um and, and like resonate with lyrics and stuff like that kind of uh i don't think that's the issue obviously it's it's more maybe drawing that connection between the two um i feel like maybe what maybe could be happening there would be maybe something more like um 
either like maybe in the schools or uh, even if it was like a government thing, like for something like Poetry Day, if I know like coronavirus, you couldn't right now, but if there was maybe some sort of like hip hop festival happening in the Sugar Club or something to celebrate or, you know, something uh, that they could kind of um, incentivize people. Yeah, you know, um, because I think like the artists know it and I think the people that really sort of resonate with lyrics and stuff like, you know, uh, people always use them for like, um, tattoos like people know that there is meaning in lyrics but it's just um, I think drawing that connection would have to be um, I don't know maybe do you, do you feel maybe it's it's from the I don't know if there's a poet side almost like they don't want to maybe um, associate it with maybe like the worst of sort of you know the hip-hop or something as well so it's kind of tricky like yeah well then you see some poets with the mad rhyming schemes and you're like i'd rather listen to a hip-hop artist you know yeah um, yeah yeah i think there's a, a natural evolution there that people just tend to ignore you know it went from poetry to spoken word into hip-hop and in if we want to keep those both those things alive we want to keep hip-hop and poetry alive the poets need to stop turn their nose up at the hip-hop artists and yeah the hip-hop artists need to stop thinking the poets are so snobby I think it's something that definitely needs to be considered by a lot of people that at the end of the day, when you take away that beat, it's a poem, you know? Mm. Mm. Does, um, did you, did you happen to catch, um, that documentary, This Land, that, um, Bobby Sotelo did? No. Um, just like listeners and like you, just check it out because there's a really cool, um, one of the people that he interviews in it is, um, this girl called like Felicity Speaks, I think, um, when people Google her, you might uh, find her stuff. I think she's just put on the syllabus for either the junior or the leaving cert, and she's only like 24 or something like that. Um, but she talks a lot about the sort of spoken word community in Dublin right now, and all. it's like really, really great. Um, this Land, I think it's on YouTube, and it's really, really good. I love about that, would be class. It is, you should get yeah. Bobby on, on this. I know it's maybe not as much music, but uh, you should oh. still. I like, uh, that's what, that's what, the whole making music podcast about it's any aspect of that you know it's any aspect yeah. of the music industry you don't have to be a musician to be part of the music industry you could be a photographer you could be the producer you yeah. could be a writer a publisher you know anything there's anything yeah. that kind of links you back to it well i don't want to be chewing the ear off you all day so <laughs> no just before we like kind of wrap up with my last little last little game for you yeah one. um any any plans for the next little while um I actually like I'm only kind of like I mentioned I'm like wrapping up like my sort of college work for the year and like last summer that's when we did like the vast majority of like issue three mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure what we're going to do this time around because uh, that was when we did like all of the shoots and a lot of the interviews and stuff and then it was just the design stuff that I uh, did after that Um, so like it looks like it's going to be a lot of like Skype podcasts and uh I don't know, probably doing some cool stuff on the website and stuff and uh, coming up with some new, like, um, I was thinking of starting, like, this um, this idea. This will force me to do it if I, if I talk yes. about it. Um, basically, where we were going to have, because we get so many, like, submissions and stuff that it can be kind of, like, overwhelming because we only have, it's basically me and Caitlin for the most part and Brian and stuff occasionally. Everyone's obviously flooded with their own work outside of it. But, um we got so many submissions and so many stuff that we almost can't cover that uh, I was going to start this series on the Instagram page where we'd post, say, like four tracks that released every week and that were submitted to us and then let people vote on which one is their favorite. 
Um, and then at the end of like the year, there would be like this playlist of like a hundred songs, say, or, and it'll be like the 100 or people's choice or, I know, something like that. Like let people yeah. like sort of vote on the playlist um, and have their kind of- 52 uh, voted by you. Yeah, something like that. That's a better name, literally. Yeah, that's it. Decided right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, I probably stuff like that. I guess we're gonna have to get creative with it. Sad that like there's just no events happening because we were supposed to have this one in the Sugar Club on March 16th uh, that Nilo organised for uh, inner city helping homeless. And like, I'm not sure if you saw the lineup, but it was literally like JLOL, Jafaris. What it was, everyone we've pretty much nearly talked about. Um, I, that's Lodge been rescheduled to March. Yeah, um, that's been rescheduled to March twenty seventh, or sorry, December twenty seventh. So hopefully, uh, that'll go ahead. Yeah, that'll be it'll be a good time as well. The twenty seventh is a pretty good date, actually. You know, it's the time, yeah. time that people are kind of like, okay, I need to get out of the house. I've been with my family too much at this point. Exactly, you've got you the know? new trackies and yeah, yeah. <laughs> going out on the town. Yeah, literally. So, well, that's a re- that's such a good idea. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out that and voting for all of those. Um, <laughs> last one thing I have for you, okay, is my yeah. desert island discs, right? Ooh. So, you are I about hate to this be question. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are about to be taken off to an island to quarantine by yourself, okay? And you can bring five albums with you, any five albums, any five artists, any genre, any year. Don't worry about it because, <laughs> as I said, well, the minute you hang up this call, you're going to think of like 27 other Literally. albums that you'd want to bring yeah. with you. So just go with your gut right now. Just go with, yeah. your, listen to your heart in this one. Yeah, no, that's what I did. I, someone tagged me in that like Bill Clinton thing. So I had four oh, yeah. uh, that I did. And immediately I, like, I, I thought of so many more. Um, what did I have? I had definitely The Weeknd, uh, what, what's that album called? Uh, my dear melancholy, yeah. um, and then I had, uh, I think I had John Mayer, the search for everything, and I think I put life of Pablo, but I might switch that out for something else. Um, I go with the life of Pablo though for now. Um, I've been really listening to a lot to uh, that Blood Orange album, uh, Negro Swan as well. Um, so four or five. And then, what else did I have? Probably the, the 1975, probably the second album. Yeah. Um, and then was it? I the last one. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to try and say the name of it. Was um, it I love you. Uh, I love to watch you sleep because you're so beautiful and so unaware of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the most convoluted title. Yeah. Um, Good album. I've been listening. Yeah, I, I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana again recently, so I'll probably put Nevermind on there as well. Nice. Or no, the Unplugged in New York. As well. You're a rocker yeah, yeah. as a hip-hop head. Yeah, just the odd, the odd, odd thing. But there you go, there is something for you to find during quarantine. It's your job to find a rap rocker. Yeah, I actually will. I'm going to like try and search Hunt this out. Them down. Yeah, Hunt if anyone down. knows... Let me know. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning into the Make It Music podcast. Thank you so much, Shane, for coming on. Um, I have been a follower of Sold Out for so long, and I've listened to your podcast for so long. And your podcast is one of the reasons that I started my podcast. So, oh, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for all the work you've done. Thank you for all the artists that you've promoted and celebrated. Um, and yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, if you guys want to hear more from Shane, we're going to have another interview on Quarantine FM on Garden Gigs, 2.30 to 5 on Tuesday. So Tuesday the 5th, won't it be? 
I think it was Perfect. Like, yeah. yeah. Tuesday the 5th and Shane is going to be doing a sold out takeover and be throwing on loads of songs, loads of Irish artists that he is loving at the moment. So make sure you tune yeah. into that. I've been Heather. This has been the Making It Music podcast. Make sure you check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, Shane Sold Out, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter. As we said, in quarantine times, the only way we can connect is through <laughs> the internet. It's great <laughs> for now. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll have hugs eventually in the end. Thank you yeah. guys so much for tuning in. You've been excellent. Love you guys loads and have a fantastic week.